Welcome to OCD Whisperer Podcast. This is your host, Christina Orlova. Here we will talk about all things OCD. For more information and to contact me with questions, you can go to www.coreresults.com. That's K-O-R-Results.com. Welcome to OCD Whisperer Show. Today with me, I have Mike Sizemore, and Mike has been... Um, uh, excuse me, he's from the state of Ohio and he's been married for 12 years with his wife and he actually serves on the OCD Midwest chapter affiliate of the International OCD uh, Federation representing Ohio, Indiana, and Illinois. He was diagnosed with OCD during hospitalization in 1997 and through the years he's dealt with various persistent themes and presentations of OCD involving moral scrupulosity, responsibility, and harm. He was able to achieve a better way of life after accessing exposure and response prevention, getting medication correction, and receiving support through the OCD community, as well as other support networks. He facilitates a peer support group on Zoom for individuals with OCD and their family members, and he strongly believes and has faith in God and the capacity for positive change and the importance of OCD treatment. Welcome to the show, Mike. Thank you for having me, Christina. So you and I connected briefly, um, and we talked a little bit about, you know, what would be kind of something that would be interesting, I think, to talk about today, which which is OCD and identity. And I actually think that's really an incredible topic because I think quite a few people, if not almost, dare I say, everybody has moments where when you're having kind of onset of OCD, um, you can question your identity, you might feel like you're losing your identity. Um, so yeah, I, I would love to hear a little bit more about your experience with that. Well, um, and yeah, just a second, to second what you said there, Christina, is I do think it's a really common experience. I mean, I almost think that it almost has to be part of the experience to, in order to, you know, have long, long-standing OCD. I mean, it's hard to not lose yourself in, in all that for so many years. Uh, um, I, so when I was diagnosed, I was, I was 13. So I I really, I really didn't know myself too well at that point anyway. I want to say, I mean, I mean, I mean, I knew, I knew what I knew, but, but I, I mean, it wasn't like I had, you know, developed a lot in my life or anything by that point. I, I looking back on it now, I'm pretty sure I've always had it, but, uh, um, I, I want to say that I didn't lose my identity at first, you know, when I was first diagnosed or even like a year afterward, I was still just trying to navigate everything. I, I knew who I, I thought I knew who I was, but something was seriously wrong. And, um, and, um, and the, 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 the loss of identity came in the many years after that, I know, slowly and progressively, you know, um, I, I, just spend so much time, you know, just solve it, trying to solve the emergency, trying to prevent the emergency, um, you know, whatever the emergency was, be it, you know, did I, did I do this? Is this going to happen? You know, um, are, am, is my family safe? Um, I had this horrible thought and I don't know what that means about me and things. So there's, there was a lot of inward analysis in myself to try to find out who I really was, why a person like me would be having such bad thoughts and, and having to do things that other people didn't really have to do or didn't seem that they had to do. So it, it was, I, it was one of those things where I analyzed myself to the point where it was like, 
well, I can't ever get the answer that I want and I can't ever know. And, and then it just got to the point where it was, it was just like, there's the crisis, find the result. There's the crisis, find the result over and over and over again. I really didn't. And then that's kind of how I lost me in the process is I was like, any kind of life was secondary to solving the problem for like probably about 20, 22 years. Mm. It was like, you know, any kind of life that I tried to build up in the process was immediately halted by solving whatever crisis presented to me. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, I think that's part of that OCD kind of element, right? Is it feels very intensive. It feels very much like it's it needs immediate attention and um, kind of sense of urgency, crisis, catastrophe. I mean, it, I think those probably resonate with folks when when you really are having that onset, when you're having that trigger. Um, it's like everything else completely disappears. We go almost into what I call this tunnel vision. Um, you really can't see anything else. So with kind of that progressive loss of your identity, what happened then in terms of like, how did you even realize, my, my gosh, like, I don't even know who I am or, or what happened? Where, 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 at what point was there a turning point for you, um, that you realized, wait a minute, something, something's not quite right. So, I mean, it, it was, it was, I, I always knew that things weren't quite right. And, and, and I was actually pretty rare in that I got diagnosed correctly when I was, when I was 13, cause I had a really good psychiatrist, you know, and I got family history that they were probably able to look back on and see, but, but I, I think that it was just that it was, um, um, uh, I was able to, you know, just, I apologize. My cat's right here um, behind the <laughs> computer screen. So, um, um, so no, I was, I was just able to, to, say, you know, I, I think I know who I am. Uh, obviously I can't be a hundred percent sure who I am, but I think I know who I am, but I, I, I don't, I, I didn't have any time to even build an identity. I don't think, or what, or, or, or even, I mean, it, it, it was so, it was so wound up with, with, with all the obsessions and compulsions and, and, that I'm like, you know, I think I've got a decent idea of who I am underneath all this, but I, but, but I've, I've kind of lost all that. I mean, I, that one of the most frustrating things about it was people that I went to school with, um, progressing, you know, kind of on, on, on the course that they were on, you know, kind of, you know, getting a job and holding it for, you know, seven, 10 years you know, I'm um, going to college and following whatever they were going to study, you know, starting a family and, you know, working a job like, like it was no big deal. And, and, and I'm like, you know, I tried to just play everything very, very cool and just do the best I could mm-hmm. all the while, you know, I had a lot going underneath all that. And, and, and so it got to the point where the, the, the turning point for me was, was a, a total absolute crisis in my life. That was, I, the only thing I had to do was what I hadn't done, which was exposure and response prevention. And, um, and really, really get serious about the state of my, of my life. After all that, I was able to uncover all that stuff that I 
was pretty sure about in the first place and, uh, and, and bring that up to the surface. But it didn't happen before that. Got it. So for you, um, it sounds like because you got a correct diagnosis, which is great because, yeah, that a lot of people don't don't get to have that. But you got that early on. But it sounds like because it was all early on, it was, like you said, it was intertwined. Everything was intertwined. So as you were developing, as you were growing, as your identity was blossoming, right, it was all mixed together with OCD. So it sounds like when once you got the treatment for OCD, which is, in this case, exposure response prevention, that you were able to um, kind of separate a little bit from that OCD and kind of reconnect, am I hearing you right, and kind of reconnect back to all the parts of yourself that you always knew were there, but finally kind of have them come come forward more. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I, 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 yeah, that's, that couldn't be more true. And, and, and it was, and it was so, it was such an amazing experience. It was to, to have that happen. It was scary though, at the same time, because all I had ever known really, as far as my memory could go back, I was 35 when I went through treatment and, um, and I got diagnosed at 13. So that had been 22 years at that point. And, I really had lost all frame of reference for what it wasn't like to not OCD because I got diagnosed so young. And so when, when my therapist and I were together and I finally hit that point where I could kind of see the other side and just say, you know, you know, whatever. And when I got to that point, it was scary because it was like, you know, I was leaving all I ever knew. Mm. And I was like, you know, like, like, what is this world out here that doesn't feel, you know, like I'm used to feeling? You know, it's interesting you say that because actually there have been several times I could think of when working with clients directly where uh, folks would say after undergoing treatment and understanding finally, you know, aspects of OCD and themselves better, um, that they're kind of found like, okay, I have suddenly more space or room or time in my life. And I don't even know what to do with this because I don't know anything outside of being kind of in that constant state of, for lack of a better word, let's say, you know, crisis, intensity, catastrophe, problem, as you said, right? That something's always happening and I'm always feeling like I have to chase it or or fix it or, or solve it or I have to do something. And suddenly when all of that kind of quiets down, like whoa! What now? What? What is this? It, it's it's that it feels a little bit disorienting for folks. Yeah, definitely. And and I I felt that kind of as I went along, but I, but I'm like you know things feel really differently. I mean like physically you know like things are feeling really different. You know um and I just kept telling myself you know but I'm gonna keep going because I know the other way. I know mm-hmm. what I'm gonna fall back into if I don't. So um. So I, I'm I'm willing to you know go go on this journey, whatever where, wherever it takes me, and um, and 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 it was it was beautiful. It was I remember shortly after I kind of hit that point in in treatment towards towards the end, I was I was in bed one night, um, and I woke up in, in in the middle of the night and and uh, for a minute and and I just started laughing. And that wasn't like me at all. And I was just like, you know, I just felt so like I felt so detached from everything that I had always been attached to mm. to the point where I was like, this can't be real. And 
and but it was and 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 then I sort of you know now this is this is the we've heard a lot of that term the new normal in the past you know few mm-hmm. years this I got it I had to tell myself you know this is the new normal for me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and yeah. I'm never ever going back to never yeah yeah no I mean it's true it, it when you have that kind of healthy detachment and you understand and there's that separation it's yeah I think it, it's quite uh, it's quite incredible to um kind of realize that and and I think you know as you're speaking the other the other piece that comes up too it's one it's beautiful to get to the place where you have that kind of new normal and realize like oh this it can be like this there is another way life can be um and I think sometimes and I don't know if this happened for you but you know I wonder you know sometimes people say things like um, that they have moments of also sometimes grief or a little bit of kind of feeling of loss or sadness because of like, oh my gosh, all these years or all this time um, that, you know, I kind of lost because of OCD. Um, did you experience anything like that? I, I, I did. I did. And I do. Mm. I should say it's, it's kind of, it, it comes in waves. Sometimes it'll, it'll, sometimes it'll hit me out of the blue and, and um, cause it's not like all that time didn't just happen. You know, it's not like, it's not like, you know, you, you know, life stopped and started again. It's like you went through all that and you, and you processed all that. And, 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 you know, and even though, even as good as it is sometimes, sometimes it's still not so good. Um, but, but, you know, but that's, that's okay. And, uh, um, but, but yeah, I, I get to think about, you know, all the, all the, all the times that, you know, I kind of lost out on, you know, I mean, I'm, you know, where I would be in my life right now, had I not, had I just gone on like a normal person. And, and then I, um, I, and think about that for a minute, you know, and my everything, but I, but then I finally separate myself and say, you know what, it's done. I believe it happened for a reason. I, at the, at the end of the day, I wouldn't change anything in my life. Mm. Um, and, and I mean, it's one of those things where, yeah, it was horrible, but it, it helped make you who you are, I think. Yeah. I think that's a really beautiful reframe. Um, and thank you for sharing all that. I mean, I think it's really, really important for people to hear about other people's lived real experience and that, you know, it is normal if you, are like in your case where you've grown up with OCD always there. And then when suddenly you learn how to kind of quiet that side, kind of going through this next process of evolution, if you will, and kind of a different, you know, emergence of identity. Um, And also like, yeah, there is a little bit of that sadness um, around things that, you know, could have been different had, you know, I, I learned this earlier on, perhaps, but at the same time, it is what it is, right? And that's where we have to come to that place of acceptance and realizing, you know, like you just said, it's it's how you use that information that I can use it for my growth. Um, one of the things I one of the things I did is, you know, I, I took like it shortly after when you were going back talking about all the all the all the use of time and all that and. I read about that before it actually happened in my life. I read about, you know, cases about all this free time you were supposed to have and, and, and it happened. And then I had to take an inventory about, you know, how, how, do, how do I want to fill that free time? Yeah. And, and I got to thinking, you know, I mean, you know, there's, you know, what do I want to do? I mean, what do I want to contribute with that time? I mean, 
family time, um, you know, advocacy time, you know, uh, um, you know, church time, um, you know, time, you know, learning new things, you know, um, you know, and, uh, and there's sometimes when I still find myself having a little much to time and, but, but I mean, that's okay. I'll still take that alternative over the other. Right. Yes. When you know how bad it is or yeah. how bad it can get, you're like, I'll, I'll take anything but this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'd rather just hang out. <laughs> um, that's awesome. So I know that you also mentioned that you facilitate peer support groups. Um, so can you just briefly tell me about that? What What is that like? Is that like once a yeah. month? Is it is it kind of a general thing like anybody can come and join? So, so yeah, um, so, so it's, it's every other Thursday that we have it, um, from seven to eight thirty PM Eastern time. Cause, um, I'm on, we're on, I'm on Eastern time and, um, but yeah, uh, I'm feel free to email me if you're interested in the group, we open it up to people with lived experience, um, whatever, whatever the stage of, of your OCD that you're in. If you're in the very beginning, if you're wondering if you have OCD, if you've been diagnosed, all the way up until, you know, you're doing pretty well. And uh, we try to link people with resources. And, and we also try to open it up for family members because it can be very frustrating for family members to, you know, um, navigate all this as well. Um, but yeah, um, my email is M Sizemore. And, um, I think Christine is going to share it in the show notes, uh, but um, it's msizemore84 at gmail.com. If you're interested in a group, um, just email me and, and I will get you the link. And we've got a great group of people, um, all very supportive. And it's just from a you know peer, peer support perspective. Got it. And so this means anybody from anywhere can join or do you have to be from any particular location? No, we don't. We don't. We don't. Um, we don't uh, make it just for a certain region or anything like that. It's awesome. We've had people from outside of the United States join as well. Oh, that's wonderful. Okay, great. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And is there any other words of hope or wisdom you'd like to share with us? Um, just no matter how bad it is, uh, it's, it's never too bad that you can't get better. And it's and and please, please, if you're watching this podcast, you're already viewing the right information, and many, many others have done it, um, and and you can do it too. And I know that sounds cliche, but but you can. Yeah, I totally second that. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Mike. Thank you for listening to OCD Whisperer podcast. If you have any questions you want me to answer in future podcasts or any other comments, you can go to Core Results dot com backslash contact backslash that's core results k-o-r-r-e-s-u-l-t-s dot com backslash contact